welcome to the Undercover Angel Podcast. Thanks for listening. Undercover Angel Podcast, moving right along. So, in the previous episode, I talked about what a spaz I was, basically, and I talked about what are perhaps the, um, you know, the origins of this psychotic, these almost psychotic tendencies that I seem to have been born with might have been related to an attachment to my mother and that said attachment may have resulted in something akin to borderline personality or this emotional dysregulation that I seemed to be afflicted by. And all I know is that I was, you know, one of the lines I said is that I don't know what made me so mad underneath mad I was sad. I was angry, angry and sad from the earliest days I recall. And it's true. I was just this angry, sad child. And when I look back on my childhood, there's just this sense of melancholy or this sense of sadness. When I think about growing up, I just think, I just remember it as being sad or down or dreary. And that's the last thing that you would, that's, I've heard it said, or people have said to me that that's the last thing that they would think about me, even though I do have a bit of an edge, but there was just this undertone, there was just an undercurrent of sadness, and it eventually involved, evolved into you know this whole kind of punk rock thing that happens later on in the story, and then inevitably drugs come along. But this chapter, the chapter I'm going to talk about here is the one entitled Mom. It is about my mother. And so I'm not looking to betray my family in any way here. I'm not seeking to speak disrespectfully about my family of origin in any way, shape, or form here. For the record, I ran this all by my family of origin, at least my mother, before I published this book. So I got basically got the blessing, but all I'm getting at basically got her blessing. But really what I'm getting at in this chapter ultimately is the generational nature of dysfunction and the generational nature of addiction and the and like the ancestral nature of it, the generational and the ancestral nature of dysfunction and how it is passed down from generation to generation to generation. And my mom is just this really, if you met my mother, I'm certain certain that some people who are listening to this have my, my mother. She's an incredibly animated human being. And one of the things that I said is that she smears her smi- she was smearing her smiles towards the future her past couldn't see, pleasing the neighbors and going along, making things pretty as punch. One of the things that I did get from my mother is one of the things I learned from my mother is how to be polite and how to have good manners. And if you follow me around, you will see that I'm typically 
pretty polite and I try to be as respectful as I possibly can to every person who I encounter. And, you know, occasionally I'll have a a quote unquote human moment, but don't we all? But I learned so much about how to, I learned a lot about manners and pleases and thank you and etiquette. And I learned a lot of that from my father as well. That being said, there is a, there was something almost like a curse that was passed down in my family. My grandfather was a horrifically mean and awful alcoholic. And one of the things I asked my mother several years after I had been sober was, did I did I remind you of your father when I was really caught in my addiction? And she basically said, you were my father. So I basically became my grandfather, who I have very vague memories of. I, I have vague memories of him being around when I was like two or three years old. And then I actually do remember the day that he died and me going into my mother's bedroom and I was three years old and she was crying on the bed. And I remember that the, like the blinds were drawn or the curtains were drawn and she was just sitting on the bed sobbing and her father had died. And I was a long way from becoming him at that point, but you could say that the wheels were already turning or that the cycle was already perpetuating itself. Is that the right way to phrase it? Perpetuating the cycles, perpetuating so I was, in other words, becoming him at, by, by a very early age. And, you know, I said her father was evil and drunk. He abused my sweet Graham. He forced my mom under the bed, into closets and nooks, and into whatever other hiding places she could find in their tiny brick house. And I just imagine him being the unawakened version of myself. I like to think of my grandfather as having a good heart underneath all of it. I like to think of my grandfather of having his charming moments. I like to think of my grandfather as a person who did in fact have a good side, who was just afflicted, who was just really, really sad. And that sadness manifested or expressed itself as madness. Underneath all of the madness was nothing but Sadness, as I say later in the first section of the book. And so then my dad, you know, my kind, wonderful, albeit somewhat absent-minded father, met my mother. My father had his mother to contend with. And as they say, most mothers will, or most men will marry their mothers or at least some version of them. And so it is likely that my mother perhaps had certain tendencies that his mother did, albeit disguised ones, or, or though they were disguised, because we're never choosing what I say. Nobody chooses procreation in service of recreation. And if you picked up on that line, what I was basically saying is nobody is seeking to procreate in service of recreating that which has been handed down to them, but this is the way that it goes. We're, we're born and we're born and we're born. Then we die and leave ghosts 
in the shadows or ghosts in the minds of the ones who survive. And so then I, I pose the question, is, is anything really anyone's fault? So later on in the book, I talk about being almost controlled by perhaps a mad and sadistic puppeteer. Is that in, was that in fact the case? Was all of this ancestral and was all of this generational? And did I ultimately break a cycle of dysfunction in recovering from the hopeless state and mind and body that had afflicted me. So I will stop there with this episode. Thanks for listening to the Undercover Angel podcast, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.